Joining us today to discuss fashion and etiquette in the Canaverse is our guest, Canna correspondent from Ontario, Canada, Reverend Kelly. Her Instagram handle is Kelly's Green Lounge. Yes. Hello, Reverend Kelly. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. It's a pleasure to have you. Absolutely. Um, So let's get right into it. I mean, uh, give us uh, a little tidbit of your cannabis story. Your cannabis story. How did you get into the cannabis industry? Tell us uh, a little bit of your past in the cannabis industry. Yeah, I, I, well, weed's always been in my life. I'm, you know, a a hippie at heart, Uh and uh, just a big stoner as my as a teenager. And I worked in the music industry in my twenties. So really interesting. Yeah, it was always just around, right? And then I moved to uh, being a teacher in my thirties, and I had Uh a, a son. And so now I'm still a hippie and a teacher, but then all the all the <laughs> moms mom. are coming to me going, "Hey, you know, do you smoke weed? Like, can you teach me about it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was kind of how it all unfolded a little bit. I was always that person that was bringing the weed brownies to the parties where everybody mm. was bringing wine. You know, that kind of deal, I guess. Oh, you mean you were the favorite person at the party? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know people it, like you. Just trying to convince them. Right? <laughs> I know people like you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're That's the good awesome. kind. You're the good kind. That's right? Awesome. Just, you know, long flowing hippie skirts and like just really like that kind of, you know, I painted a pic of flowers in my hair. So anyway, as I moved to, as legalization was coming on board, mm-hmm. people were saying, hey, what did you need? Like, Kelly knows about it. And so mm-hmm. I, I started to study it so that I could answer their questions. Yeah. And then as I was studying it, I was like, what? <laughs> it was illegal because of what? Oh, yeah. We yeah. have an endo cab. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I went into that deep dive and I it blew my mind what yeah. had happened, mm-hmm. how prohibition had taken this plant, That's the right. racial context around it, yeah. the lacking education, the medical benefits, the manipulation, the manipulation of information. What and and it was stolen, and we were yeah. told something different. Well, what yeah, else? We were like, what to... else is new? <laughs> Constantly being. Can you liked. believe that? Oh yeah, it's yeah. mind blowing. It's mind blowing that they would put us. They would they would set us back in advancement so far, just for the sake of of one sector of financial like advancement. I don't know how just many not just fi- medical... financial what? control oh, yeah. and you know racial control and mm-hmm. just that's what it's all about, what right? They did oh yeah. my god they can you imagine how many people's lives have would have been saved over the last 100 years oh if yeah we have been absolutely. allowed to research this plant absolutely yeah. but you know what there was a lot of research but it was just all shuffled aside yeah it was all publicly shuff- research or publicly yeah. speak about and you know really get into the what is happening right now globally yeah. with with education and with research no absolutely absolutely i mean one track mind this is the problem it made me mad so i was mad anyway that I was that, that's what inspired you that's what <laughs> I was like you. what you're saying what? is you got inspired yeah that was that was part of it and then i realized that it had been it had been healing me all along mm-hmm. too and and then i really started being able to use it for therapeutic benefits and intentional benefits and mm-hmm. figuring out oh my goodness i have i have disorders i have a few which chaos uh, ensues in the brain mm-hmm. adhd being one okay. and then realizing that oh i can study the plant and figure out what terpenes are going to help me and what cannabinoids are going to help me be able to focus exactly or sleep. 
right. or, you know, whatever it is. Or zero in, zero in on what's best for you out of the plan. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then I just did that and then I, you know, fell in love and um, <laughs> I, I sort of built a business. I started doing it online, doing pop-ups everywhere and talking yeah. to people and sort of standing on street corners and saying, this is what's this plant. Listen to me. <laughs> um, and then, so I quit my job as a teacher and I sold my house and I put all my money into my business and opened right. up a cannabis lounge. Yeah. And then the band, the brands built after that. And I mm -hmm. built a corporation and a not-for-profit and I am petitioning the government for cannabis to be a religion in our country. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing, Kelly. Wow. And um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a really beautiful climb these past five years. Amazing. Well, that's really good to hear. Like, we're, we're yeah, a huge supporter of you on that, I'll tell you. I mean, yeah, uh, we got your back. Um, Thank you. If, if if so many, anyways, I guess we won't we won't get into religion on this episode. No, for but. the sake of <laughs> that's kind of what I do, guys. I know, yeah. I know. And, <laughs> see, that's why we gotta get like that's a we have to have you on for like a different episode. Like this is like I said, we'll talk about it on the on the cannabis spirituality episode. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and you definitely have to come on for that one. You're gonna be our main guest for that one for sure. I know. Um, she's like, I know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys, you guys, <laughs> would have, you guys don't have to look any further. Yeah, I, you know, I got this. I, I got you. Guys. <laughs> Thank, Kelly, you're awesome. Okay, so uh, speaking of you being awesome, uh, what inspired you to create Kelly's Green Lounge and the KGL TV network? I mean, I guess we did touch on it a little bit before, but uh, yeah, what about the network? What about uh, what about the programming and uh, and the lounge in general? Yeah. How did that all come So up? I had this little, tiny, beautiful green spot um, mm. in Orono, Ontario, which has like 1,600 people in the whole village. Yeah. And some of the people that were coming in had never even knew that there were grinders, let alone <laughs> had purchased one. So the community just really built, and it was so beautiful. We would fill the the walls, wall-to-wall -wall people every time we'd have an event, and then you know what happened? Yeah. COVID. COVID yeah. happened. Yeah. And oh, everybody yeah. had to be pulled apart people were coming there that had never been anywhere that had come mm. out of their house and come by themselves and it just really built this community which was had this kind of almost church vibe for yeah. some of them yeah because cannabis does that right it brings absolutely you together does. it's community it it's absolutely culture. does i mean that's what we're doing what we're doing we, we just get Eight. drawn and we get you drawn get it yeah, you hang, you hang together. You sash. Mm -hmm. You talk about life. You contemplate, and you feel that camaraderie, that family right? that only the plant can bring. Absolutely, but not non-discriminatory. Like non no, like, everybody, because the plant is didn't discriminate. That's right. That's yeah. right. And it's That's always right. a calm, very relaxing conversation yeah. all the time. And laughter. Yeah, we'd yeah. have comedy Plenty. nights. We'd have stoner movie nights. We'd oh, have, that's the best. you know, uh, infused meals. Just mm -hmm. things that would happen. But then the, you know, the pandemic took it, so we had oh, yeah. to actually go online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we exactly what you're talking. So about. instead of. Um, instead of being able to meet in person, what I did was I, I just built ways for us to come together. I would book com comedians to come online live. Yeah. I would build talk shows that people would come and panels for education and workshops and mm -hmm. just any way to bring us together online. And it just built. Um, that's amazing. There. That's amazing. I mean, that's what real inspiration comes from, right? From From seeing the need for it out there for the sake of you can use it as well. You know, like, I mean, I can use some 
something to watch that or something to some content or something to take in that isn't your like you know your regular brainwashing bullshit that's on tv all the time it's nice to see real people talk about real issues and you know especially people that are local to you you Real know, issues, and even to day. laugh a little bit, like everything on t- TV. Oh, those like guys so are hilarious. Reese is hilarious. And, yeah, I, mean, I, I took in, I took in a couple of the episodes not too long ago, and uh, yeah, I was, I mean, he's a funny dude, and he's got some really cool guests on there too. Yes, so yeah. funny commercials. It was a great show. <laughs> yeah, the commercials that. are the best. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. dying. I was dying when I, like, I remember those commercials from when I was like, you know, nine. You know, I was like, oh my god. And that's just it. So in the in the cannabis space, it's a brand new industry, mm-hmm. and we're forging forward in this brand new industry and yeah. you know pioneering. So we find the talent. There's there's comedians, yeah. cannabis comedians. There's yeah. cannabis singers. There's cannabis chefs. There's oh, cannabis absolutely. educators. Yeah, so, we do the yeah. same. That's what we're trying to create right? with uh, with is trying to bring together like that community, like give them a space that they can't get banned. You know, like yeah. for putting up a post or you can't get, you know, we've literally right. we told them to send us any and all information you have. Any event legacy that we or know black about. Market, we will gladly post it. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll post what you ask us to post, you know. And um, so far, it's yeah, it built a lot faster than we thought it was. And we're really happy. Like, to once again, it puts us in situations to speak with people like yourself and uh, and go to these markets and network with amazing uh, craft growers and uh and uh, and and cannabis connoisseurs alike, you know, that that love smoking weed, love the cannabis industry, um, and, and put out those extra step products. You know, some of those things you would never see really in a government issued store. You know, so right. it's great. It's uh, it's a camaraderie as opposed to like you said before, Kelly. It's a camaraderie as opposed to a competition. Yeah, everyone's it's... there more to trade and smoke each other's, but not to like say, "Oh, mine's better" or "Mine's no." Nice, or it's mine, because you know? they're there because it's a passion for them. It's not. Uh, it's not a competition. Absolutely. To celebrate the plant. Yeah, mm. it's passion. Right? It's like, hey, look what I did with this sucker, and you know, yeah. look what I could do, and look what I and everybody shares. Teach each other. Let's learn. Yeah. What methods are you using? That's what are you right. using? That's yeah. right. right. Absolutely. And that's the, what I love about the markets. That's where growth comes into, from. That's where mm-hmm. growth comes from. And this is the most, like we were discussing in the in the Vegas episode, the cannabis market is the most uh, uh, set for exponential growth. It is the smallest market that has like the most amount of growth. Growth. Like, oh, and it's going to grow. It's going to grow big. Oh, it is going to grow. But I mean, in terms of even it being the juggernaut it is right now, it is still a baby compared to what it will be in five years. Uh, so I mean, um, that's because of all the legalities still behind it all. Well, that'll change. Corruption. I think that I mean, we're already seeing you know mushroom stores. We're seeing Mr. Fun Guy and Shroomies, yeah. and I mean, this is how cannabis got legalized, quote unquote, legalized. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be the same kind of uh, venture forward. But uh, but and back to cannabis. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kelly, Reverend Kelly, how often do you see or get asked about hemp cannabis culture style clothing in general? I get sent a lot of it. Oh, yeah? Um, I do. I'm so lucky to be able to be friends with craft growers and LPs Mm. and retailers and go to a lot of these events. So I end up with swag. And um, what's really neat is that I give it to my 14-year-old son. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he must be loving life. I just bought him a cookies hat for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Because you know what? 
why shouldn't they be celebrating this? Why shouldn't they, the teenagers of today be? And I think that's important uh, to identify this kind of culture. So Mm -hmm. I wear it. I celebrate it. I have hemp sweaters. I've seen hemp shoes online that I think are gorgeous. Yeah. We should be celebrating. And wearing our plant, we should be eating it. We should be putting it on our skin and our hair and our lungs and every way we can. So many things, man. You're absolutely right. There's so many benefits to it. Yeah, and, and a much more sustainable version to a lot of the things we use on a daily basis. Like, you know, like a much more sustainable version for, for disposable things. And uh, Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, and it erases our carbon footprint. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that said, mm-hmm. what would you consider your favorite piece of hemp clothing that you own? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that question. Um, I was given a beautiful, thick hemp sweater from Pace Radio. For the last three years, I've been a reefer reporter co-host on Pace Radio. Reefer I've done a cannabis I love That's right. For three years. So I have one of the original Pace Radio sweaters that was gifted to me. And it's thick and it's warm and it's green and I <laughs> wow. love it. That is awesome, man. Yeah, that is I wear awesome. it with pride. Well, good, good, and like that's what once again everyone's got that one favorite piece of the yeah. cannabis, you know, the can, yeah, the cannabis yeah. shirt. PaceRadio.net. That's Pace nice. Radio. Yeah, we'll shout them out. Yeah, we'll shout the, them out for uh, sure. We'll go check them out. out on yeah. the, uh, on they're the legends over there. They're the real advocates that have been. They, they're the reason why cannabis is legal. Some of these people that are part of these Pace Radio shows, standing on street corners on Young Street twenty years ago, getting petitions signed. To oh get yeah, yeah. Cannabis. You know what? No, well, definitely. Right? I mean, we love to spread the love to anyone. Like absolutely, absolutely. Sure, Anybody who's at the forefront of legalization, even <sighs> though it didn't go the way we we were hoping. Nah. Uh, at the end of the day, there are people that are putting their own time and money aside to get those things going. So yeah, absolutely respect. But them. it's access, right? It's yeah. the more access. Think about this. We can go to any corner in any major city and access weed. Yeah. But there are parents in places na- nationally, globally, that are mortgaging their homes for their medicine for their kids, for yeah. their cannabis medicine. Some of them so can't we, even no get... matter what, however it's bad, no matter how bad legalization <laughs> is or what we have to complain about, yeah. we have access. Yeah, exactly. As far away as we need it. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think that's the major difference. We were saying uh, earlier, we were talking about how, like, uh, th- there wasn't a supply of cold medicine and cough medicine for children for, like, six months. Like, they had, like, shelves a are short, still empty. Uh, shelves are still empty? Yeah. Like, unbelievable. You know, like, they're, they're picking apart the cannabis industry, you know, and putting it under every rigorous test possible. And meanwhile... You know, these companies that actually are FDA-approved, FDA and, and FDA-approved doesn't just mean that it's healthy for you and your child. It means that there's nope. a consistent supply. That's the whole point of any kind of antibiotic or drug, or <clears throat> is that there's a consistent supply both in quality and in, in delivery. Can't access it. Yeah, without access, anything is not good. Once the government finds a way to control it all, <laughs> they will oh, yeah. turn it exactly this is the the medicine made by man do you yeah, know what right. is available right now readily elderberry syrup elderberry yeah. syrup can help children lickety split within hours but of course we go to tylenol we go what the yeah. pharmacist tells that's us right, we exactly. go what the white coats tell us that's go get right. elderberry syrup that's all you need mm-hmm. absolutely and cannabis Exactly. Nature gives us everything we need. CBD, THC, literally everything we need. Every cannabinoid in our body already exists because we have receptors to cannabis to start with. Yeah. 
Our entire body. Like, our entire children do too. Yeah, children every, do too. Every, they need it too. Every yeah. animal, man. Every, and you, every, every land walking fish. animal. And even some fish. fish. Yeah, some fish do. <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't I don't, I don't it. think jellyfish do. There's some fish Insects don't. Not the insects, though. They don't. Any land walking and a few sea creatures. I know deers do, moose. Yeah, any land walking. Any land walking animal does. 100%. They even dabble in mushrooms, those suckers. Well, I'm sure. I'm there. sure there's been a couple. Of, <laughs> there's been a couple of uh, really, really, really high. Wouldn't you? Oh, I would, man. Well, the whole, like, hey, right? listen. The whole story between Santa Claus and the reindeers came across because of mushrooms and animals eating mushrooms. Yes, come I on. Believe that. Yes, 100. percent For real. Yeah. Interesting. The reindeer and uh, some man. They, he ate mushrooms and he <laughs> thought he was seeing that the reindeers were actually flying. Well, I tell you this: if I die and I come back as a squirrel, I'm going to be the highest fucking squirrel in the <laughs> that forest right. ever, ever, man. But wouldn't you want to take mushrooms and go on a reindeer? I would love to do oh, that. Oh man, that would be, think about how amazing that would be for real. That would be, be the best. What that, did you do yesterday? I don't know. I was just chilling out. Oh yeah, I got on a reindeer and did mushrooms. <laughs> that was that was. You know, I just jumped out with a reindeer. We just flew around a bit. I just thought I'd give that a shot. You know, it actually was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, um, with that being said, uh, what was your favorite cannabis event slash festival of 2022, and why? Oh man! Well, we we is in my network. Um, mm. We did a food drive for both kind events: the summer fair oh, yeah. and the winter fair. I oh. saw that on your Instagram. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, I, they're both tied for um, second place. They're tied for second place. I'll tell you the, the nice. best one um, was Oneida Cannabis. Mm -hmm. And it had some of those le those beautiful legacy brands that you love. So mm -hmm. Oneida Cannabis hit, uh, anniversary down by London on the reserve. The Oneida yeah. Reserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. heard about that. And um, we did the whole stage show that day. We had do the idol, so we had people from the audience <laughs> come up and and <laughs> do their live awesome. talent. That's and awesome. then um, we had Winnie from the Discipline Stoners. We had Reese Turner, and uh, and my husband was mm -hmm. actually one of the judges. He works in the music industry. Nice. So right that was so funny, and it was so fun. And then we had panels that day. Yeah. Um, we, my husband and I were both very sick. We had COVID. We didn't know until oh, the fuck. next day, but we had fevers of 102 and it was, I think it was like 30 degrees, oh, wow. <laughs> but it was so cool. We hotboxed a bus. Um, <laughs> at this point in time, we were like absolutely seeing double everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was like ice cream that was infused. Um, nice. It was just, it was, it was an incredible. Oh yeah, well, eat my cupcake has some killer infused, infused ice cream. Oh yeah. my goodness, I love her so. Yeah, much. Do you follow her on Instagram? Oh, my yes, goodness. we do. She's yes, our homie, man. Yeah. We just saw her last week at the Dank Fourth Market there, at the Blazers Market. Blazers on, Market uh, at the Dank Fourth. Woman Cafe. makes me blush. Yeah, yeah we're, I think we're seeing her. She's doing a. And we hit one of her markets that she did in Hamilton. Yeah, her market in Hamilton was amazing. Yeah, yeah. they did an amazing job. Two yeah. dope moms. Yeah, yeah. Really and really she's good. got a couple more coming up in February. In February, February. She's, yeah, I got one coming up at, in the East End there. That yeah. Well. yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah, she's yeah awesome. she knows how to do it. She, oh, 100%. She's, she's, yeah. a, she's an original uh, original gangster, you know, one of the OGs. <laughs> so her events are good. I, I love her events. We've, but we're um, doing a big event for 2023. We're doing oh, yeah. Ken Expo. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yes, saw that, saw too. That. We yeah. saw that, too. We're going to ask you about that. Yeah. So that's got to be exciting. Oh my goodness, it's so exciting. It's um 
it's we're we're curating the entire stage show that KGL Network is. So really, three day event, and um, yeah, the the stage show. We um, we did the awards. We put together. So you think you can cook with cannabis? I've got panels. I've got games. I've got. Oh, it's going to be a fun event. That's is there awesome. going to be vendors as well and all that? There's well, vendors all throughout the show. It's, so it's an right. expo. Oh, so right. they're expecting yes. 15,000 people a day. It'll be wow. the biggest cannabis consumer show our country's ever seen. Certainly oh, Yeah, me, me and Mayhem are definitely attending. We're actually going to um, try to bring some. How fun is that, right? Oh, it'll be But amazing. the awards, when, when I was putting together the awards, what I wanted to do, like you're saying here when I'm listening to you speak, it's so beautiful because I hope that somebody nominates you or you nominate part of the people oh, in your man, community. Oh. Because I, what I, I wanted to people do is, for sure. Yeah. I wanted to find awards for the heart and soul of the community, the ones that are, you know, those bong girls or the educators, those underground growers that we don't know about, the people hmm. that are, you know, they've got 10,000 followers because people love their content so much or the ones that are everybody's cheering on. So yeah. if you know anybody, fill out that nomination because that's who we, we want to see up on that stage. Mm-hmm. That's no, for sure, for sure, one hundred percent. And we'll post that. that all. We'll post all that info. So, uh, so at least that info is up there for anyone else who wants to nominate someone they feel uh, in the uh, in the cannabis industry is. And yeah. we want to get those leaders, ma- those yeah, ones you love so much. Absolutely, and get as many people out there as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Please. we need a we need a stronger and bigger community. Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely need to build it and. Uh, and we're glad there's people like you who are who are doing that and who are promoting it and uh, who are really like getting the cannabis industry out there, you know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks um, for what you're doing too. Well, you know, we we uh, we got inspired to do it because obviously we've been uh, both growers and in the cannabis industry for a long time and uh, in the hydroponic sides of things and. Um, just from the people we meet. I mean, obviously, just as growers, you build a network. I mean, I'm sure you know, you know, you, craft growers and growers build a network alone. Uh, and and then you just kind of start running into the people that, uh, uh, you know, uh, friends of friends in the cannabis industry. And these are guys that have booths that, you know, vendor booths. And that's how I started, you know, at first. Yeah. I was in flooring. And then somebody yeah. asked me to build a grow room, and I thought, oh, it can't be that hard to build a grow room. And like, I fell in love with it. I'm like, I've been smoking weed since I was 14. Yeah, all my life. And I never thought once, even though I've been in construction for 10 years, I never thought once to build a grow room. And boom, I built a grow room for someone else, and that got me addicted to growing. And and then I literally wanted to get into a shop and spread the knowledge of how to I wanted everybody to grow their own weed. You know, so I fell in love with the plant as a teenager. Just the mm-hmm. look of it, the way it grew, mm-hmm. the colors, the smell—like every plant smelled their own. It was just a fascinating thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, for us, that's uh, that's definitely something to look forward to the Can Expo, especially uh, knowing you guys are going to be there, and definitely once we get the information of when uh, Kelly's Green Lounge or KGL TV uh, is going to have all the. Uh, the scheduling up we'll put it up on the website as well so uh you can uh, check it out there as well uh, <laughs> so uh the very last question uh tell us about cannabis events you are hosting or attending in orono and the surrounding area 
We have one on Sunday. Really? We actually, yeah, we're we're doing we're going to do monthly events at the Keene Theater, which okay. is an old church that's been turned into a theater. We did a, a Christmas one there, mm-hmm. and as I was sharing with you earlier, I, I actually am working on making cannabis spirituality a, a religion in our country, and that's why I'm an ordained yeah. minister. Yeah. So we're going to do this cannabis temple every um, once a month on the last um, Sunday of the month. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have benders and there's going to be a nug swap and there's going to be things like yoga toke. That's um, amazing. And then I'm every Sunday night I do a live show on my channel called Spiritual Sunday. So yeah. once a month I'll do it in person with, like, I guess, in the church you'd call it a congregation. But I, I don't like having any association with the church. So we're just going to say a bunch of people are going to be hanging out while I talk to them about I like you the more you talk, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, we need more people like we you. We need more people like yeah. you, for sure. But I'm sorry. Maybe you'll come out to one of our, our Nug Swamp meetings. Oh, and, one you know, hundred fire million. Week. Percent. One thousand percent, we're coming out. Are you crazy? Of course, we're coming out to see for sure. Guaranteed. For sure, I can't wait. And we'll even uh, we'll even do a little bit of an interview with you out there or something out by the. Uh, ah, get, that'd be. You love the community out here. Somebody just literally made a rosin press mm-hmm. to bring on Sundays so that everybody could press their weed. That's amazing. <laughs> it's oh, so cool. That's amazing. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, just uh, more than anything, yeah, I, I can't wait to get out there and and talk with uh, you know anybody, uh, different communities in Ontario. That's See what, what we're really they're interested in doing. That's what our show was kind of about in yeah. the first place was going out to different communities in Ontario and checking out the cannabis culture out there and see who's out there and you know, how they're doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Beautiful. let's let's move on. Uh, let's move on quick to the article we were going to discuss quickly. So. Uh, we already discussed this earlier. Pretty much hemp yeah, and how fashion, hemp and fashion and stuff. reshaping. So we'll just we'll just get Kelly's opinion, uh, Reverend sorry, Reverend Kelly's opinion on these two subjects real quick here. So uh, how hemp in fashion is now reshaping the fashion industry. So I don't know, what do you think, uh, Reverend Kelly? You think in general it's it's obviously on the way up. Well, it's so it's used in so many different I mean it's fashion, but it's also um spa hair skin yes i mean it's it's all over when you and you cross that over i mean it's a multi-billion dollar industry when it Mm -hmm. comes right down to that especially in the united states yes and the fact that it's such durable what i mean it used to be when you had hemp clothing 20 years ago it wasn't the most comfortable it was a little bit scratchy (laughs) yes um but now they've 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 figured out a way to make it softer and so beautiful so it's um it's something i think we'll see coming up forward in in a lot more fashion i I think the destigmatization with with the with the quote-unquote delegalization or the legalization of cannabis uh, I think that's also probably removing a lot of the stigma. As earlier in the in the podcast, uh, me and Mayhem were talking about how you know Willie Nelson in the eighty Willie, Willie Nelson and his wife in the eighties uh, created a hemp clothing brand, and um, they had had it pumping. And this is like you know at one of the peaks of Willie Nelson's popularity. So he had just assumed you know hey man, second it says Willie Nelson and it's something they can show it's fully sustainable. Like he was trying to introduce hemp as a mainstream clothing yeah. line. And uh, there wasn't a single company uh, that agreed to take on the product until cannabis was legalized. Yeah. He had to sell it at his concerts. He had to only sell it at his concerts, yeah, and weed events that he knew of. But that was it. And the poor guy, like, since 1980. Can you imagine know. if the company had bought into it back mm-hmm. then, how yeah. rich they'd be now. Oh, exactly. 
fools. That's Absolute the problem. Fools, man. Absolutely. And and now there's, you know, there's a bunch of people walking around with like you know circa 1980 Willie Nelson hats, you know, because <laughs> those things, you know, never fell apart. <laughs> they didn't shrink. No. They didn't like. Solid. They didn't uh, wither. They didn't friggin' scale up or nothing. They were just know. like the guy that branded them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, Willie Nelson, man, that guy's a human pickle. That guy's going nowhere. Like he was, <laughs> that guy's going nowhere. You know, like he's like ninety-eight. Love that guy. Weed keeps you alive forever. Look it's, at Tommy yes. Chong. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that on the podcast. Yeah, like I mean, you can't tell me cannabis is dangerous until Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong, and and Willie Nelson kick the bucket. Then you can tell. Like, I mean, if these guys are still alive after everything they've done, and they haven't done just cannabis. But I mean, They've the majority of it, the majority of their intake is cannabis. And I personally feel that's what's keeping them alive. 100%. Absolutely. You know, I watched a lot of uh, shows on uh, Tubi and uh, CBD Nation was one of them. And it, I, the marijuana plant brought this girl's bone, facial bone structure back. It made her bone grow back in her mouth. So yeah, yeah. I remember we we're talking about that. There's, it uh, freaked me out to see it like and crazy. And, and this lady was giving her kid uh, CBD in Delaware, which was illegal, and they made a law called Riley's Law because of this little girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's and, insane. Even with here that we all are, being said, we're still arguing about whether exactly. or not we can like sell cannabis in the market freely. So you know, a plant, so a plant that grows out of the ground. We have to like you know. Be very, very weary of who we tell, where we're, where that, where it's gonna be, what's gonna, you know, it's it's sad, and a lot of vendors too, you know, because they make the investment of worrying that, well, we got to bring all this stuff, and what if the cops come, or what, you know, steady, it, it's unbelievable. Meanwhile, you can sell, like I said, you can buy a bottle of Advil and it'll kill you, like literally a bottle if you eat an entire bottle of Advil, that's the your, smallest that, that'll bottle. be your last headache. The smallest bottle, you know what I mean? But cannabis, worst case scenario, you're gonna take a nap. You know that or we got to we got to send the squad out. Yeah, that's too crazy. You're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You guys are, are are thinking too much on your own. We we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have you guys having your you own. You can't opinion. be conscious. Go no, back to sleep. None yeah. of this opinions. We were just yeah. We were talking about that movie. They live and uh, still showing it to a friend of mine. The other it's an old cheesy Roddy Piper movie. But uh, check that movie out if you can. It's literally in the 1980s, and it's it's basically what's happening now. You know, Roddy Piper, in long story short, puts on glasses, and he sees people in regular society that are like some kind of alien ruling class, and where it says, you know, uh, billboards and stuff like that for beer commercials. He puts the glasses on, and it says, obey, consume. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Love like, that. Somebody it, needs to remake that. Oh, for sure. For real. For sure. And you got to and this was based on a book written in 1964. You know, so in 1964, somebody already had the heads up that we're going to be here. Look how much, look how many social media platforms uh, shun marijuana or cannabis. Yeah, we were talking about that. Twitter, uh, TikTok, TikTok. You can't, you can't even type cannabis. No. You can't type marijuana or no, cannabis. But you can find every every beer store, every liquor store. Oh yeah, at every and store. and you can also find very scantily clad teenagers. Oh, yes, we're, we're worse. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll say worse than that even. There's worse than that even on, on TikTok. Uh, worse. I've so, seen. But, yeah. but you can't have a plant? No. What? No, not that's against you, the law. Not only can you not have it, you can't dare even search it. Search it. <laughs> Sur- the search word is banned. Bad. The search, so you have to, they found a way, which I don't understand why they even bother. To me, I, when I found that out, I thought, well, I wasn't going to put, you know, the quadcast on TikTok, just for the TikTok, TikTok, uh, just for the sake of you know promoting the business. And when I realized that that was the situation, I'm like, you know what, screw this. Yeah, they don't deserve. If it. they're trying that hard to keep us out, like I, I'm personally not interested. You know, <laughs> like 
If people have to bend or like you know work around the system to kind of be seen out there, like I would rather go on like the social network burner social network or Hell yeah. Well, that's what once again that's what inspired us to make the website, you know, and uh, and and we're taking on a risk too. Uh, but ultimately, we, we feel that it's a right for anyone that sells cannabis and grows cannabis to sell it without the government's interference, uh, to give it straight to the person so they can get it at a logical price and they can get their medication without having to, to make excuses for why they can or can't afford it, or why they'd have to like convince a government entity to pay them for it. They should be, any person should be able to afford medication, especially if it grows out of the ground. And it should be covered by your insurance. It should be one hundred percent, one hundred. I mean, if 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 uh, what do you call it? If Xanax can be covered by your insurance, right? Then why? Yeah. The fentanyl, like morphine, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fentanyl, morphine. They'll give you that, no problem. Demerol. Problem. Yeah, they won't Any even... opiate you want, and we'll cover it. Yeah, you, but sunlight, you know why? No problem. Because guess but what? But the plant? <laughs> because all those real drugs, all those right. real drugs. You have to fr- yeah. buy from Big Sit farm. you back deeper in the couch for you to sit and shut up. That's that's the whole point of those drugs. Those drugs are just to make you not mind the huge experiment. Pain. Not not experiment. not to fix your pain, but make you stay not in mind. the hive mentality. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas cannabis is a healing product. Cannabis is not. Right. You, you end up taking cannabis recreational, recreationally because of its of its uh, psychological effects. But really, the cannabinoids you produce are helping you physically every day. Like every single day, you have a stronger immunity system. You have a more functional mindset. I think that's why they gave uh, cannabis users that uh, stigma that they're stoners. Just so people don't listen to. Well, that was the truth. part of the whole reefer madness oh. bullshit. Yeah, well, we, well, we speak again, the truth, and they don't want us to hear it. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> I think we have to have Kelly on for that episode too. Uh, oh. But let's let's move on to the next uh, the last subject, which is basically the uh, the book Higher Etiquette. Uh, Lizzie Post, uh, uh, granddaughter to Emily Post. Post. Great granddaughter Emily Post wrote this book, uh, A Guide to the World of Cannabis from Dispensaries to Dinner Parties. Um, so basically, we're just going to quickly go over the, uh, the five or six different points we saw there from chapter five. Um, obviously, etiquette and social, I mean, Kelly, uh, Reverend Kelly's obviously a very experienced person in the cannabis industry. Uh, I'm sure you have your, you know, uh, kind of local slash family traditions of smoking cannabis, you know, in terms of who lights it, what direction to pass it. Uh, all those things. Uh, anything, anything special that you guys do that that wouldn't be common cannabis etiquette? You know, I really like uh, when people bring their own joints, mm, and yeah. you know, there there's so many different ways to smoke right now. Yeah, we went through that whole like, oh, we can't pass anymore. So they're, you know. Yeah. Their own joints, I guess, is the right way to do it right now and, yeah. and to be the safest way. Okay. But there's there's little mouthpieces that you can buy. It, it's sad that it's come to this. I don't remember ever getting sick passing joints before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. Days be- but we used to be allowed to blow out our birthday candles, right? Mm. So everything has changed. <laughs> different. When it comes to that, I, I guess totally the forgot. etiquette just comes to being as safe and uh, safety, I guess, as possible. I totally, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh no! Kids can't blow their candles. Oh my god! I only know that because I do these events, right? So I'm, and everybody has to remind you, don't do that, and make sure you're doing this. And comedians need to wipe off the microphone now. So (laughs) 
Oh yeah, well, when we I mean, got new rules, so we got to follow that. So I guess the, the etiquette falls under that. Like all the shows. Hey, I'll be honest with you. And then the funny part is, some of the things because we do this at the Dank Force too. Like, like everything gets wiped down. The alcohol countertop gets wiped down with alcohol. And like the funny part, is people are like, "Oh, so you guys are doing this for COVID?" It's like, no, man, you're doing this because people are coming. You know, you're not doing it for COVID or bacteria or anything. Just come courtesy to be clean. clean the fucking place. Like, right. clean the, it's not, yeah. it's nothing. Good like reminders. You're not, you're not asking yeah. people to go crazy out of their way. And oh. like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not expecting anyone to walk up to the microphone stand with a hazmat suit and like a backpack sprayer. You know, like, I don't, I <laughs> no. understand. Like, but like <laughs> a quick wipe down or whatever. We should have been doing that from the get go. Not, not yeah. for COVID. Cause I don't even really, once again, feel that it is all that as transmissible as it's been you know sure. fear mongered into people mm. thinking but nonetheless it's any common cold any common flu anything why not try to prevent it why um, not but try it's to a good reminder for us to be that way and yeah. i guess that way to do that when we're passing our doobies but and you're right you're you know right. using bongs in the same mouthpiece yeah we were talking about that with uh, another friend of ours uh alora uh because she's uh, an avid bonger and we were telling her how we're more you know papers and blunts and she was saying yeah the etiquette typically is they have like these like uh baby wipes yeah they I wipe think? them down or uh they say even if yeah. you uh so if you run hits, your lighter you know, around it light your lighter and if burn. you don't have them yeah they yeah. said you just light it and you like you know you light with your lighter and you essentially burn off any bacteria yeah. but realistically unless you're physically wiping it i don't think it's you know but nonetheless like i said i mean i, I still till this day i mean i know a lot i hate to say this but like i'm not i don't hate to say this but Generally, the majority of people I know are stoners. I, I've been in the cannabis industry so long and worked at hydroponics for so long that the majority of people I know are stoners. And I would say, like, there's 1% of the people I know, including myself, that even got COVID. Because I, I got COVID myself as well. Um, but, like, it wasn't, like, I don't know, I felt like cannabis users, even all through COVID, I didn't even see them even, like, the majority of them weren't wearing masks, or the majority of them were still passing joints around, and I didn't hear any of them getting sick, because te nope. technically, weed smokers all should have been, all should have had COVID. Yeah, well, right. not really. I mean, no, I mean, like, we're based on the based on the statistics and data and everything they were pumping out, technically, anyone who dared, not only being in the same room, but smoking from the same joint, I mean, for sure you're getting COVID. No matter mm -hmm. what. Well, according to according, television. Like I said, according to yeah. the statistics and data they put out. But um, but we were actually <coughs> medicating ourselves each time we lit up. It was funny. I think that we were. I think ultimately, like I said, I think I got more antibodies from like everyone else dealing with COVID or any flu uh. or anything, you know, but anyone who gets sick. What about you, uh, Reverend Kelly? Did you end up getting COVID or do you know anyone who got I, COVID? As I, I was sharing earlier, I I didn't even know we had it. But that's the thing. Like, we worked oh, through it. We the, had it sorry, when we were, yeah. <laughs> we worked the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right. And we were, we were like, we took a test and then it, it, sh it said negative. But then we took one. My husband took one a couple of days later and it showed that he did. Yeah. I never took one, but we, you know, were sharing the same doobies. Of Pretty course, much. Oh, no, Absolutely. Test. But like everybody, you know, had it differently on their own if they had underlying conditions. We're chronic cannabis users and very, very healthy vegetarians. So mm. when it got us, it didn't take us down really. Exactly. I mean, it did, but it we worked through it, I guess, is the right oh, way yeah. to say it. No, and had we sense. not had cannabis, 
no way, no way we would have been able to do anything. Cannabis literally allows us to be able to thrive when we can't. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. That's true. Well, honestly, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to agree with you. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah, cannabis obviously is super underrated in any type of situation like that. But, uh, well, which is, I guess, the reason for uh, Miss Emily Post to having, even have to write a book. We were talking, there's no like, real need for an, a cannabis or etiquette book, but I guess, like I said, everybody's got their own traditions and so forth. Exactly. Um, some of the social cues. I think like, this check. is more for, like, the beginners, like people yeah. getting into it that aren't, like, 100% sure. And, you know, for cannabis educators like Reverend Kelly. Yeah. To tell, yeah. I think to tell nice. her students. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, a nice are, little guide someone that's getting into it. Not, or people getting I into do that. It. I coach through that. I, yeah. I we figured. talk yeah. people through that on how to. And, and parents. I teach parents how to talk to their kids about cannabis. I've developed a course called How to Talk to Your Kids About Cannabis. Where Which is essential. It is. You've got to clean your bong, guys. (laughs) And the thing is, is that I would much rather have my teenager consuming cannabis than going out and drinking alcohol. A hundred thousand percent. At parties. I couldn't agree with you more. We talk about that all the time. we need to be saying. So when you have all of this etiquette stuff, it's good for them to know this. It's good for them to learn this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good book to have on your coffee table. Yeah, it is. It's definitely good for the collection. I'm going to get one just for for the lounge, I guess. I know Mayhem's already got one for his house. Uh, So checking for comfort's obviously a a pretty much, I think, a Canadian thing. Not even a matter of... Oh, yeah. We always like to make sure everybody's No one's going to be a dick and just be like, hey, man, I'm lighting up. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That, and you know what? At the same time, you don't want to light up in somebody's house that's not uh, comfortable with... Like I, smoking like there, we even if they're cannabis it. smokers, you like I'm a cannabis smoker. So I, don't, yeah. I don't smoke inside. So, Re- Reverend Kelly, do you smoke indoors? Uh, preferably. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but obviously. Not, yeah. But so when I host events, mm-hmm. we have specific rules. We we allow for consumption space and make sure that it's heated in some capacity. Right. Um, but we never allow tobacco or nicotine consumption. Well, no, that, yeah, no. that goes without saying. I don't think I've right. ever, exactly. I don't think I've been to That's one like market. That's like our, where, the lounges that we go to. Yeah, even in the East Cannabis End, allowed the in. one in Hamilton with two dope moms, yeah. uh, Tallgrass, all of them. No were, mixing. Even no though mixing. you were inside the barn there in Tallgrass, you weren't allowed to smoke nope. a cigarette. That's nope. why I like, I'm a cigarette smoker, personally. I'll admit it. Personally, I smoke cigarettes, but I have no problem leaving the premises to smoke a cigarette. No, I loved yeah. walking into that barn, and all it's I smelled all was weed. I don't want to smell cigarettes. Cannabis. No. That's all that's I smell. I don't for. want to smell tobacco. I don't want to smell yeah. that stinky stuff. That's really important. And when yeah. the lounge was open, we only allowed cannabis um, smoking inside when we did yoga toke. And that uh-huh. was because we had everybody's permission, and we would lock mm-hmm. the door so it wasn't public access, and right. we would just and that's how it, and that's how it should be. Yeah, that's right. Every I know at the lounge here on the east side we do that. I know that even at uh, Planet Paradise there on the west side of Toronto, they're also a cannabis strictly a cannabis only lounge. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing I remember hearing one person saying, "Well, I don't get it. Might as well light a cigarette if I'm having this." I'm like, "Well, no, but that's that's no. not why we're here. Totally different. That's right. It's yeah, we're, totally we're here different. for the cannabis community. I, I'm a smoker, and I have no problem walking out and freezing my balls off having a cigarette. That's yep. my choice. Yep. You know, I'm not going to subject someone else to having to smell what I'm pumping out. You know, so." Um, but cannabis, everybody's smoking cannabis, and everybody loves the smell of cannabis. You're in a cannabis lounge. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of going to a cannabis lounge. You're not yeah. going to go to a lounge and be like, oh, not a I hate lounge. the smell of weed. No. <laughs> you know? It's the wrong place to be. But, 
Yeah, and then it goes on to talking about offering a person cannabis once, which all, all you know, it's an obvious one. Yeah, you you're don't, not going to be too pressure. persistent. Watch the smoke, you know, uh, in what direction you're blowing the smoke and so forth. Uh, uh, Reverend Kelly, what about first hits? What do you? What's the tradition with first hits? How, how does it work in in the uh, Reverend Kelly setup? Oh, when we're um, like, like who gets rights? Who gets rights for the yeah, verses? like during a session? Yeah, the uh, owner of the well, weed, the, the roller of the weed, the the host mm, of the president. Always my husband. <laughs> Your husband. He always okay. gets the first one well, because sweet. he is my king, and that he is, is just always the first one. God bless. Uh, and he it. also is the one that rolls. I don't roll, so. <laughs> ah, so it's rollers' rights. Rollers I love how rights. that one got snuck in at the end. <laughs> right. Well, you know, he's my king. Right. I know. do it because he's my, and also the fact that he ruled the thing. So yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. let him take. Well, that's a good comb- That's a good combination of amazing <laughs> reasons. That's, that's a lucky husband right there. That's good. That's yeah. Good. Um, yeah, we, we believe in, I've always, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, it was always like rollers rights. That's what I always used to say. Whoever rolled it, no matter who put the weed in, no matter who bought it, no matter where we were, for what reason, whoever rolled the joint lit it. That was just like, you know, in, uh, in, in stone. And then when I got to, uh, I went to college for the first year and it was like, I was on Peterborough and it was a whole different flex. It was like whoever will weed it well you can roll it but it's my weed so i'm lighting it. i'm lighting it. okay totally so there's a whole different which i respected as well uh but it's funny you know from not even an hour from toronto here you are with a whole different cannabis culture mini and this is back in the well 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 illegal days illegal like days, well yeah. well before uh quote unquote legalization um but yeah i mean uh also, let's the, the chapter goes on to discuss mixing and matching. You know, throwing it and like, see, Reverend Kelly, you're a cannabis connoisseur. What, what's your idea on mixing and matching? Do you prefer to smoke one strain at a time? Do you like mixing? Like, do you like mix? Throwing? I love both. I love I love weed. So it just <laughs> <laughs> I do. And so sometimes if I want one type, then I'll just stick to that one type. And I'm all open to salading it, you know, different types. But I want to, you know, give me some keef. Give me whatever you can throw in there and and fill that up. But then there's a certain time that yesterday I went to um, Healing House at Alderville First Nation. Mm -hmm. And I picked up these like really, like I got one gram of one, one gram of another just because they'll make one really nice doobie. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe it's something that has like a, a really nice mirror scene. So I know that I'm going to, you know, hit it before bed. Yeah. I don't want to mix that. I just want that one. So yeah. it just really depends. No, I get it. I agree sure. with her on that one. Depending, yeah. depending, like, you know. I like, think it depends on the kind yeah. of weed you have. Like, you know, if I ended up getting, like, if I met somebody who was like a cannabis connoisseur as well, like like Reverend, like Reverend Kelly, and she gave me a gram of something to try out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not try gonna. That I'm not own. gonna go home and then somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, you want to throw that in with this?" And like, no, oh, no, no, I gotta, I gotta see what this is about. I mean, this, this was given it. to me by an OG, so yeah, I want to uh, taste. I, it. I don't want to mix it with, even if your stuff is great. I don't want to mix it with your stuff. Okay, but wanna... then what if you're like sort of like halfway or three quarters of the way through an ounce and you're sick of it and then you well, gotta throw in one of those nugs and that's yeah, then you listen, start doing that the mix. Point, in that context right. i agree 100 yeah then i go for there's the nothing where i mean like even if you have the best bet on earth smoking like after three in a row it's kind of already like okay well i just i, I want to smoke something else yeah you I gotta want a new buzz this time exactly. yeah you gotta change it up as good as the weed is it can be fire <laughs> quads but right. after the third time you're like no, right. no. Yeah, i want to mix this up. with something i or, agree 
you know, and that's I think any cannabis connoisseur is like that. I've, I never talked to anyone that didn't smoke, you know, good weed that didn't have that kind of mindset. Like nobody wants to smoke the same thing over and over again. No one's there. Um, yeah. Which brings us to uh, so, rotation. Editing. Yeah. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. What, what's what direction is it? Is there a direction? I just think like whoever's there it's just sort of that vibe you always sort of have to feel that vibe yeah i never if there's somebody there that like they're really anxious and they're right. looking for the next one you, you make sure that they get it next it's so just it's, sort of that yeah that vibe and that respect i'm not really like let's pass to the right i don't care you know what if you want the first hit and you need it badly it's all yours <laughs> context sensitive again i guess context sensitive to the, yeah. to the situation yeah. very good feel yeah. the vibe. i agree 100 percent. it's based on the vibe um, and then, yeah, we said passing. So declining, you know, obviously anybody can pull, like, especially if you're a Canadian, it's in our blood to, to politely do anything. Say no, politely say no, I think is basic. I mean, it's the last, you shouldn't have to. But always give the option that they could always come back to it. That's what know? she says in the book. Yeah. yeah. To politely decline, but say, hey, listen, if you're still interested later on, you know. I might know. hit it later. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, please don't pressure anybody after they do decline. That's no, that's what it should come back. Exactly. You that's should only ask them to. once. That's it. <clears throat> that's what it comes down to. Are they making anyone feel uncomfortable before trying anything is a dumb move. Absolutely. They'll all come to it themselves. Yeah. And I, I have coached people through greening out. I've coached what to do through greening out. And mm-hmm. if that's happening, then that's something that you need to watch for too. And you never hundred percent anybody. Yeah. Right? I agree. And that's that feeling that vibe too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, yeah, it does come down to, to feeling out the vibe and seeing how, yeah. you know, where, where they're at. Um, Especially and if you don't know someone as well. This like one I'm assuming uh, we'll all agree on. Uh, the one uh, one caption in the chapter called, So gross, uh, germs picking who to smoke with, spit or slobber on the joint. Yeah. yeah. That's obviously, yeah, I would say, uh, Reverend Kelly, obviously... Uh, I'll say you're I on. think we covered that. But there's yeah. really neat you're little mouthpieces that you can get now that if you're feeling say, yeah. that way, nobody should ever feel uncomfortable. No, 100%. Um, with like germs or whatever, right? So if that's something that you are looking for, then there's tons of mouthpieces online. Well, I was going to I was going to revert back to what you were saying earlier. The idea of everybody's got their own joints not a yep. bad idea. Um, yes, you can always true. roll a special joint for someone that doesn't yeah. feel like they want to. Well, listen, sometimes, hey, well before COVID, well, well, well before COVID, if someone came to my house, a good friend of mine that I smoke with all the time, and they came in <laughs> sniffling and stuff, and they were honest about it. Like, yeah, I'm not feeling too good, so I don't want to smoke with you, whatever. Like, yo, no worries, I'll roll you your own, and you smoke your own, and I'll smoke yeah. mine, and yeah, and that's and we're good. It's well, all fair and, like, game. and that to me, that's like a logical thing. Yeah, you know, like if someone's feeling sick, I don't care whatever it is. I'm not gonna ask. Is it COVID? You know, yeah. like or is it the flu? Is it you know, whatever you have? Just here, smoke a smooth on your own. Yeah. Way, I don't get what you got. If you get offended by that, I don't know what to tell you. But well, you know. and you know what? I when I and as I told you, I coach teenagers on what to do with parents, but teaching teenagers, I tell them bring your own. Yeah, I tell them that that's you know this is the right way to do it because you Always know what's going to be way. in the other one. Always and that's way. the same for us grown-ups. Mm-hmm. We don't know necessarily what's out there going around right now, unless exactly. you're with your trusted source. That's and, right. You know, you know, that's keep right. yourself safe. Everybody yeah, smokes right. different strengths, and you don't know what right. you know. What well, you're used to might not be as strong as somebody else's, or vice versa. 
Yeah, you're absolutely Or it right. might have a terpene in it that's going to set you right off, and you're used to set, to having your own. That's right. And used yeah. to, right? And then you get that's something right. with the limonene in it, and then you're just going bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> you're really enjoying it. Either you're really enjoying it, or you're really stressing. And it ends up being you, you end up being super paranoid, or you end up being like super yeah. uh, super hyped. It's one of the two. And there's no yeah. middle, you know. No. <laughs> like, well, you like, can also go to sleep too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're out. <laughs> that's an option too. You end up getting so stressed and sweaty, you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna take a nap and see what happens. Yes, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this one? Uh, breaking things when breaking someone's bong, do you just apologize and replace it? I think that's kind. I yeah. always tell, just be kind. You yeah. know. Glassware has gone down in price, mm -hmm. so let's think of it in two ways. Glassware has gone down. If it's just a regular bong that you've got from a gas station, you know, 20, 25 bucks, you've got it replaced. Right. But on the other side, if it is like real glass blown, because some even you. mouthpieces, or yes. you know what I mean, Huge and they've money. spent $300 because that's what some of them for, for artists work oh, is, at that point in time, you just be like, okay, what do I got to do to make this better? When we were at uh, when we were at Tallgrass, they had a glass blower outside in a tent, and uh, we went to the beginning, in the beginning of the show, we went over and asked them, hey, like, uh, so what would it cost for a custom bong? Like, we were asking for a designer dank bong, or a or a grower's world bong or something like that. And uh, he was like, you know, I can do like a real basic one for you for around like six, six fifty. I'm like, whoa, okay. And you know, the funny part is it'd be worth every penny, but I just was not expecting. I thought it was going to be closer to three or four, you know. It's, but I, I, but you see the types of shit they it's do. Phenomenal. It's amazing. It's worth the money. It's it's hours of time yeah. and, and, and that's an art and training man. and it really is it really you know, is you have to appreciate that that's an they're art artists and ultimately they're artists you know and they're they're live artists doing it there in front of you uh, I well, if you break it yeah that's <laughs> if you the break thing. someone's art yeah yeah this is what it comes down to so the whole idea of the question is you know you're at a friend's house you know somebody passes you the bong clearly your fault you slip you drop it you break it. Um, you know, for me, A, number one, you got the breaker of the bong has to be the first one clearing the area and getting it cleaned up. Yeah. The very, if you broke, if you broke the bong before you even mention anything, before you say sorry, before you say, I'm going to, you're going to get to that. But first thing you got to do is, okay, everyone just move around and clean this up first. Yeah. I'm so sorry. You know, clean it up and then try your best. If unfortunately bong water does hit carpet, try your best to get it out or, apply something to it to help because it's going to smell like holy hell the next day yeah and offer what you can for the bong and then offer to replace the bong yeah i, I know one that's... thing's for sure if i'm having a party and my buddies are coming over i'm not pulling out my uh 500 bong well i mean reverend <laughs> kelly if, if no. someone came to your house and, and broke a beautiful 500 600 glass art piece not even a bong like a glass art piece from just handling it weird I mean, wouldn't you feel the person? I mean, not that you know, you it doesn't matter what you would do, but would you feel that you know someone should at least offer to, sure. to replace it? You know, yeah, that that would be the right human thing to do. That's right. correct. See, I feel like it's a natural human, it is right yeah. human instinct. You know, um, but yeah, and then I guess that uh, that brings us to the last hit, uh, which is what time we talked about. This is kind of controversial in the in the cannabis industry. What is the time to stop offering it? When when is the time to stop offering it? At what length? I guess is the question. And put it out. Uh, three quarters of the way is what um, uh, is what Lizzie uh, says here in the book to basically not to smoke it to the end. 
not to smoke it to the end and not even to don't even offer it or smoke it once it hits three quarters of the way what, what are your thoughts on that a roach clip some, some of that cbn is right there at the end we, what we, do you mean i was gonna say i, I agree we smoke it right to the cardboard but she's basically <laughs> saying like to the cardboard. if you're <clears throat> sometimes it burns my lip a little bit. yeah it gets a little too hot <laughs> that's happened to the best of us man. or you suck in a little bit of the ash by accident <laughs> oh man Jesus, but I, uh, don't, she's I don't basically know. saying i don't like a, wasting our plant don't waste our plant like are, is she suggesting we go back later i don't really like going back later yeah. like finish it right to Expect the end Especially when it's, at, to me, it's more important to get that clean burn all the way through that one time. Because yes, that, yes. It tastes horrible. Unless it's like, I mean, yeah, even even a quarter of the way through, you don't want to put it out. I mean, because a lot of the a lot of the resins and everything else has already traveled through the right. cannabis, the fresh cannabis you haven't burned yet, and in a way, kind of increasing the uh, the the time it takes for it to break down. So, yeah, I, I would personally I'd agree with Kelly on that one. Maybe it's better to just kind of go all the way through. I get the, the idea that the last quarter of the joint has, it's pretty much a filter for everything you've smoked already. Sure. But in the same manner, there's a lot of I want juicy stuff in there. <laughs> like, that's where I all mean, the resin is. That's, that's why it's so dark there. Where, I mean, anything you didn't smoke yet is, is in there. So, but, so okay, but if I was at a party and there was someone that's, you know, new to weed and everything and I'm, you know, it's coming around and it's like that little bit, it's their first time smoking. Yeah. I wouldn't put the joint out, but I'd actually roll up another one and say, here, you know what? Try it from the beginning. Yeah. Start again. Yeah. And I'll finish this little guy off myself. Thank you. I, I get yeah. that too. I get that too. For flavor, yep. I, I that's only the only reason I would agree with that three quarter of the way but i would not put the joint out there's no way that's going away what do, Sorry. What do you think reverend kelly <laughs> they're new i like that that's uh -huh. a that's that is nice etiquette that is good etiquette i think that's good etiquette too and uh we'll end the uh session on ending a session uh <laughs> ending a session dab and dash which was funny the first time i heard that we talked yeah. about that earlier i die uh smoke and run which yeah, i grew up hearing people say that all our, our smoke and flex as, yeah. as we used to call it smoke and flex and uh how long should you chill you know after the spliff is put out after the last bong hit is done how long should you hang out making it non-awkward yeah, so, is it too? Uh, is there a too long of a time to hang out, or is there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kelly's <laughs> off there quick. You yes. got to get the heck out. So let quick. us know. Sometimes everybody. no, but there there is too long. The okay, so the too long is when they start eating your food, right? Okay, or yeah, when they start true. falling asleep with their feet on your coffee table. Like that's, that's too long, right? That's too long. I get the. But if you're sleep. having an engaging, intense conversation about mm. like aliens or like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this mushroom. Like, you know, if, <laughs> if that's happening, keep yeah. that going as long as that. But as soon as you feel the vibe change and everybody's get, starting to get a little sketchy, you're going to turn sketchies to get everybody out. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think what she's more have poking at is, let me ask you this, uh, Reverend Kelly, let me ask you this. So you have a friend that comes over to your house and, well, let's say you have a friend at home. You're at home. You get a call from your friend saying, hey, do you have any weed? I got no weed. Do you mind if I come over and smoke one with you? And you're like, you know, yeah, sure, of course, come by. And then they come by, and you guys sit, and you chat, and you're having a good conversation while you're rolling the joint and everything, and you light it, and you start passing it. 
And like you're in like let's say mid conversation, and the spliff goes out, and the second the spliff gets crushed in the ashtray, your friend goes, "Well, anyways, I gotta go." Would you would you think that was odd? No, I would be okay with that. You'd be okay with that. See, am I, am I the only asshole? Is that, is that what it is? Everyone I've asked is just okay. That. So maybe they got paranoid and they. I'm like, I wouldn't go. say anything. Don't be wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't be like you bastard. Like I wouldn't be like angry. <laughs> But oh, I, but ask them if they're okay and give them a hug and a sandwich if you can. Well, I, I would, I would, <laughs> man, you're awesome. Reverend Kelly is awesome. Give him a sandwich if you can. Give him a hug and a sandwich. That cures right? everything. That does cure a stoner's needs, if anything. Like a hug and a slice of pizza. Hug and a yeah. sandwich is up there. A pizza pocket. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're good to go. They're, they're two feet in a heartbeat. Good to go. <laughs> and at that point in time, maybe they would turn around and, and stay with you. Well, like, <laughs> just I mean, show them some kindness. And it's not like I'd be hating. It's just it's just that I would look at it like, well, you then basically you just came here to smoke weed and you were entertaining me by just having a conversation with me. You know, like, or, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I guess I'm looking at it a little too too much. Maybe I haven't smoked enough weed today. Maybe that's <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think we got You want it. your friend to stay and play with you. I understand. Well, no, I feel like if you're my homie and you're saying you're coming to chill with me and we're talking and shit, and it's not like we're even done talking about the subject, but the second the joint is out, you're like, anyways, I got to be out. You know, <laughs> to me, it's like, well, obviously, you didn't come here to even talk to me. You came here to smoke my weed. You know? Just to smoke your weed. Which, if you called me and said, hey, man, I got no weed, man, I would rather just give you some weed. Yeah. You're my friend, and you're saying, oh, yo, come by. I'll just give you some bud, man. Go about your business. Don't worry. You know, but anyway. Just tell them that next time. I'm, just tell them that. I'm, well, it's, never really, it's happened to me once, I think, like, fuck, 20 years ago. So I don't even know why I'm complaining. <laughs> but, okay. but uh, you know. Either way. I promise you when I come and sesh with you, I will stay and we'll talk about aliens. I hope so. Oh, please, I'm looking forward please, to that. Please, okay. please, please, please. I'm looking please. forward to me, me and Mayhem out of these talks, you know, and about the uh, about the Emerald Tablets and uh, and about... Uh, yeah, the, Billy Carson, he's uh, he's my good buddy. Yeah, there's there's some rabbit hole stuff for sure. That, that guy made me open my there. eyes. Huge. Yeah. I mean, cannabis helps. Yeah. You know, cannabis helps, but yeah, you definitely... Well, cannabis and... I feel like it does point you in the right direction, you know? Absolutely. Well, nonetheless, uh, we got to thank Reverend Kelly for joining us, man. I mean, amazing conversation. Thank you. You are so like much. so amazing. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. You guys are amazing. Out. Thanks for having me, you guys. Oh, I really appreciate it. it I appreciate what pleasure. you're doing and the spread of the culture. We're trying. And, uh, and really looking forward to session with you for sure. Well, oh, we see we that. Wait. We saw you doing that too. That's why you stuck out, man. Like we saw you doing that when not a lot of people are. You know, not a lot yeah. of people are, are taking the time on their dime to go out there and put out some. Some some good education, some good co- cannabis culture content, uh, a place for people to at least meet or congregate, or, or or just heal with cannabis, you know, which I think is an awesome thing. So. Yeah, you've opened the doors for a lot of people. Absolutely, your the whole religion idea. I think that's amazing. Yeah, on Sundays, the uh, the Church of Cannabis. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, that that gives more people in the community a reason to get together and more people to really get the benefits or seek the benefits or learn about the benefits of, of cannabis. 
Thank you. And we always um, do some kind of fundraiser. This time we're collecting tents and sleeping bags and coats for the vulnerable population in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just shouting it out in case I can yeah, tell anybody to bring do. anything. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, Reverend Kelly, we're, we're a fan of everything you do. So anything that even even the stuff we haven't talked about, just let us Thank know. Thank you. And we'll list if you it just on. tell everybody to bring a tent or a blanket, I'd appreciate it. You tell us what all the info you want us to put. We will post it both on the on the podcast you, description friend. and on the website. I know. So thank you. We'll make sure it gets out. We got there. you. We love what you're doing. And once again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm sure this is going to be the first of many conversations we're going to yeah, have with you. 100%. And thank you for everything that you're doing for the cannabis uh, community. Absolutely.